This Bites, discussing Milwaukee's culinary and restaurant culture. With Ann Christensen of Milwaukee Magazine and Tariq Moody of 88.9. This Bites is brought to you by Society Insurance. Welcome to This Bites, Milwaukee's culinary podcast with your host, food writer and critic for Milwaukee Magazine, Ann Christensen, and me, DJ Tariq, a.k.a. The Architect. In this episode of This Bites, we're going to talk about uh, Purple Door Ice Cream's new home delivery ice cream kits. Also, we got some news about uh, a, a market on North Avenue. Uh, and Ann and I are going to talk about our culinary journeys during the holidays as well. But we're going to kick it off with some uh, very interesting news. I consider it positive news, Ann. But first, Ann, how are you doing? I'm doing okay you know i'm trying to just be you know a little bit more mindful um which is what i've been trying to do for the last what 10 months um and just you know i mean like you spending a lot of time alone so trying to figure out how to best use that time aside from working you know what i mean yeah. And so how how's it going so far? Well, you know, it has its challenging moments, Tariq. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll talk about a little bit more about how I took a cooking, a virtual cooking class. Um, I, baking is, a, is a, a joy of mine. So I did a lot of baking over the holidays, a lot of cookie baking, um, and shared that with some of my nieces and nephews because they really mm. like cookies. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. It's a process, Tariq. Did you make any resolutions? Like, I didn't because I figured, like, 2020 does I don't think this year deserves resolutions after yeah. 2020. So. I don't typically make them, but... I'm just... People are, like, happy the year's over. I'm like, well, I'm, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait six months to make sure this year is okay. Yeah. <laughs> before I say anything. And so far, uh, it feels like 2020 hasn't left us yet. But anyway. No, it hasn't. Most important, let's talk about something positive, Anne. Um, yeah. And the culinary world. So uh, late last year, uh, Milwaukee County announced that they're creating a culinary program for youth offenders, uh, which sounds really cool. Uh, so basically, it's uh, the county is going to develop a culinary program at the Vel R. Phillips Juvenile Justice Center to teach incarcerated youth to cook and work in a kitchen, uh, which is fantastic. Uh, the Board of Supervisors, according to Urban Milwaukee, uh, recently approved spending $500,000 to build a commercial kitchen um, once built, they, they plan to work with the local restaurant industry to develop a program so teens, teens can learn skills that they can use to gain employment. So that's really a, a promising thing uh, to come out of uh, 2020, I think. something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's really cool. Um, it's really cool stuff. Um, I don't know when. They don't have a date when this is going to happen, but I know there's – Apparently, uh, reports that restaurateurs and restaurant owners and people from the business community can help support this facility with some money as well. So it's not going to go all for the county spending all mm-hmm. their money. So that's a cool thing. Yeah. Um. Next, uh, near Wauwatosa, actually in Wauwatosa, basically, is it Wauwatosa or not Wauwatosa? It's not like quite Wauwatosa. It's Milwaukee yeah. still. So uh, at, at 5900 West North Avenue, a former uh, Associated Bank building will become the North Avenue Market, uh, set to open uh, later this summer in August. And it will feature a bar operated by Bitter Cube, coffee shop, tacos. Um, so it's uh, a 5,100 5, square feet building. 
uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say you call it a food hall. It's just a little market, I guess you call it. <laughs> so the vendors, other vendors announced will be include Sharon's Table Soul Food Restaurant. That's kind of cool. Uh-huh. Rubrics Coffee Shop. Juana's Tacos, Mango's Cafe, and Artie Sweets Talk Cupcakes are some of the uh, vendors are going to be in this place in a former bank building. Coming up, uh, we'll continue our conversation on this Bites with uh, a conversation between Ann and I talking about our culinary journeys uh, during the holidays. We're also going to talk about Purple Doors ice cream kits that you can get delivered to your home. And uh, Merriment Social is doing the um, kind of the greenhouse thing. They call it Shupper 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 Shacks. Shupper Shacks. Shupper Shacks. Shupper Shacks. That's all coming up on this Bites. We'll be right back. We make it our mission to amplify positivity. So we're starting 2021 with gratitude. Thank you for supporting the Radio Milwaukee team. Because of you, we're still here to be your work-from-home companions, your go-to for music discovery, and more. We're excited to bring you new projects this year, plus the programming you know and love. Want to help us make it? Visit RadioMilwaukee.org and click the orange heart to join today. We're back. This Bites Milwaukee's Culinary Podcast. Five years, a little over five years now, right? It's five years? It's like, right? It's, Five years it's amazing strong. And, and true. Um, yeah. And uh, so, you know, the holidays close out 2020, um, a unique year. Um, and to, got me, to get me by in 2020, I did a lot of experiment cooking and stuff. So I, I, I guess what I wanted to uh, ask about your culinary journeys and what you did over the holidays. Um, and you mentioned that you did a cooking class. I did. Yeah. I, I decided, you know, I'd been seeing all these virtual cooking classes advertised online, and I thought, well, I'm going to try one and see what is the most, uh, I don't know, I guess I was trying to figure out which one might be the most useful one to me, and also the most engaging, because some of them, I don't know, you know, like the person who hosts it or teaches it tries to be more of a personality and less of someone who's trying to educate, you know what I mean? But I ended up taking one from America's Test Kitchen and it was pretty good. You you'd subscribe to this, you know, to the um uh to the class and you have and actually they have something going on right now where you can actually just do like a trial membership that you that is at like no cost. And um, you can just test it and see if you like it. So um, what I like about their classes is that they're really focused on technique. So, you know, if you're making, say, a steak or something like that, they're really going to focus on how to cook that steak perfectly and what kind of pan you use and what kind of what steak you you choose. And, you know, they're just very um, focused on getting everything right. So I tried it and I thought it was fun. Now I didn't decide to continue with it because you can, but I thought it was really helpful. And I thought, you know, the one thing about it, which I thought was kind of funny that that was my reaction to it. I didn't really want, you know, someone who was teaching the class to be, you know, kind of like really, you know, like a Guy Fieri type, just really over the top and, 
you know, more spending more time talking about themselves than about what they were cooking, you know. But I actually found that the instructors are actually kind of boring. <laughs> but mm. um, but in any case, I think they know what they're doing. They're they're really and they're pretty good at what they're doing and they're good at explaining it. So that was one of the things I tried over break. Would you take a virtual cooking class? Teresa? I don't know. I asked. Speaking of classes. Mm-hmm. I set a goal for myself. I don't know if I talked about it on an episode of The Spice or not. Did I? I don't know. Um, I turn a, a certain age in three years. Um, and I set a goal by the time I turn that certain age in three years. I'm not saying that age on here because a right. joke never shares. <laughs> yeah. uh, I have been a, a lover of sake since uh, my you know college days. Mm-hmm. Um and I always had a dream of it'd be so cool to have to learn about sake brewing and have become a sake brewer. That was always in my back of my head, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I never really thought much of it. And I decided, you know, maybe because of the pandemic or not, I said, you know what? I'm, I'm going to turn uh, a certain age, a milestone f- for myself in three years. And I said, like, I want to do something for myself personally, a personal journey for myself. Like most people who turn this age uh, might buy a sports car or do something stupid like that. I'm not going to do that. I, mm-hmm. I don't like sports cars. Uh, so I decided <laughs> like, I want to, I want to, I want to start a sake brewery. Yeah. So, or learn about sake brewery and like, and that could be, I mean, uh, like three years. That doesn't mean, that can mean, I mean a lot of things at the goal. So I, I kind of set the expectation as I, at the end of three years, I want to create something in my hand that I can give to somebody or sell to somebody. Mm-hmm. That's that is the goal. Like whether that is actually a building or the storefront, it doesn't matter. Like three years, I learned a process of making something, bottle it, and then hey, and try my sake. Right. That is the bare minimum goal in the three year process. Now that could be a full business or whatever. I don't, I don't know yet. So I decided, okay, let's figure this out. Like I don't like no one in Milwaukee does this, so I have no one to talk to. Right. Mm-hmm. No one's going to tell me, yo, you should do this first. You should do this. No one knows anything here. Right. Um, there's only like a, you know, handful of sake brewers in the country. I think it's about 15 to 20, maybe um, sake brewers. There's one in Minneapolis, Texas, Portland, Seattle, all that. So it's like, well, I don't know. Where's, where do I begin? What do I do? Mm-hmm. Like, do I buy this home kit from some online store and just learn from this home kit? That seems, I don't know seemed counterintuitive because it's like there's not that like i don't know so i i discovered there's an association in america called the sake brewers association of north america and i was like wow there's an association for this stuff mm-hmm. so i emailed them right like hey i'm this i'm this guy set a goal for myself uh, i'm an african-american i don't think there's any like i, I can like google like are there any black owned sake brewers in the country and there's there's none in the world so i was kind of like oh okay so I sent an email with all this stuff and like, like, what do I need to do? What's my first steps? Like, I want to like, I set a three year journey for this. I feel like it's a reasonable journey to do this. Mm-hmm. And they came back. Well, why don't you take this online course? And it's called the Saki professional course. I think it's held four times a year. It's usually held in LA. So you usually fly out in LA, but of course pandemic. Yeah. Can't do that. Um, so it's online this year. So I signed mm-hmm. up for, I paid some money for it. Um, still got to figure out how to pay for it. 
<laughs> but I, I, I uh, took the course. It's a sake professional course. At the end of it, you have an exam to be a certified sake professional. So that's uh, so the course is every weekend through January, starting this weekend, like three hours or so. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a manual in front of me. Um, so you go through the whole process of sake, the types of sake, the brewers, how it's made, the types of sake, the rice, everything. Like there's even a thing about pressing, pressing issues and press, pasteurization variations and yeast and and all the types, acidity and, and like the chemistry of it. Uh, so yeah, so that's my first step. So I'm taking a class, which begins uh, actually tomorrow. So that's what I'm doing as far as um, like you, you mentioned cooking house. So yeah. I'm, I'm doing that. Um, I couldn't it's afford the, cool. I couldn't afford they They have a uh, company like Saki um, procurement you get with, you can get, I couldn't afford that. Like I already paid like a decent amount of money for this course. I'm like, I can't really afford to buy a, you know, $40 worth of Saki. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so I had to, you know, and I got to ask the guys, like, is it really necessary for me to buy all this sake? Like, no, no, it's just the experience. And like, cool, cool. Um, so, yeah, that's that's my goal. Um, yeah. Um, I guess the model I'm looking for, there's a place in North Carolina called Ben's Tune-Up Sake. That's the perfect model, like, I dream of, of having a place mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. They have, a little, they have a little restaurant. They have, like, a microbrewery connected restaurant. And then Texas sake has like really cool variations of sake. They have like sparkling sake in cans with different flavors. I'm like, that's what I want to do. Um, so, yeah. So, like, hopefully, in the next step of the course is like, I hopefully want to interview these sake breweries around the country just to talk to them about if they're willing to talk to me. Um, yeah. About like the finances, the the process of getting it off the ground, all that kind of stuff. So, it'll be in, hopefully, the next step I'd be interviewing people. Um, so, yeah. That's that. But then also during the holidays, I went on a cooking, um, cooking um, spree. I guess you say, I guess you call it. I started like mass cooking. I guess to just battle the loneliness and you know the the the, the holiday. You know, people have holiday cheers. I don't. I don't really like the holidays per se. <laughs> I'm not a. I'm not a holiday guy. Yeah. So I went on a cooking rampage and went crazy cooking. Um, if you haven't noticed. Um, I learned, I was, and I learned a lot about different cuisines too by reading. So, like, I want to make tamales, and I realized as a rate, I learned on a podcast that that the Mississippi Delta has their own variation of tamales, which is completely different and prep different thing than the traditional tamales that most people are familiar with. So, I made those mm-hmm. with beef, and it's just cornmeal, like it's kind of this cornmeal wrapping. There's no dough, um, but then you know how tamales are steamed. These are simmered in a kind of a tomato based chili sauce concoction for two hours which is like it just infused all this flavor and you eat them with saltine crackers and i made this hot sauce with them out of dry chilies so i like took the new mexico chilies and chili arbol arbol chili de bar bowl bowl yeah yeah um and i made a hot sauce when i still have a hot sauce i have a, i mean it's actually my desk the hot sauce at my desk um and then i made these uh um I mean, of course, made okonomiyaki. I haven't made that in a while. I made some orange chicken. I made my own sushi out of gravlax I made. I made this uh, soy ginger cured gravlax. And I ate it like, you know, gravlax. I made some sushi rice out of it. Um, I made some Korean pickles. I made this pho ramen hybrid broth that's in the freezer. Like I made it so I, like, I can get broth soup anytime I want now for the winter. 
So I took like, you know, how pho bra is made from roasted beef bones. So I did that with pork bones, which is what ramen uses. But I roasted pork bones and I used chicken backs, which I didn't roast. So it's like this hybrid broth. And I used some of the aromatics and the, and, and the pho or aromatics in the broth. So this hybrid broth of uh, pho ramen that I made. Yeah. That sounds amazing, Tariq. Then I used my sous vide machine. I made this Korean dish of chicken gizzards and rice cakes. Right, rice cakes are great. Have you had rice cakes? I have, yeah. Like I love the love chewiness. The, like, the texture yeah. is just great. So I made these chicken gizzards. I, I sous vide them for 24 hours. You know how gizzards are, are, are chewy, right? Yeah. So I sous vide them for 24 hours. And it came out like, oh my God, like juicy tinder as like unbelievable bite to him. And then I sauteed that with uh, the rice cakes and a special sauce and scallions. And that was delightful. Definitely Korean. I made chicken fried chicken sandwiches. Um, so, yeah. that's So I went on a cooking spree. And I made this hot chocolate. I made Italian hot chocolate. Have you ever had Italian hot chocolate? I've never had it, but I saw your post about it. And I definitely want to try it. So it's thick. It's a thick hot chocolate. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah. So it's like milk. Kind of this dark chocolate, like he's like seven percent uh, cacao, um, between sixty and seventy percent, and like you do a cornstarch milk mixture to thicken up the 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 hot chocolate mix you made, and mm-hmm. then I added some bourbon and uh, some vanilla into the mixture as well, and I made my own whipped cream, and uh, and in I didn't drink it, I ate it with a spoon, so yeah, right, yeah, so yeah, that's that's you know I went on a, on a craze. Uh, this uh, past holiday season. Next, Purple Door Ice Cream, which, you know, I don't normally, in the past, I didn't. I don't normally eat ice cream in the winter, but since the pandemic, I've been eating ice cream in the winter, <laughs> in the cold. Yeah. Um, but lucky for me, I don't like driving anymore <laughs> if I don't have to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Purple Door Ice Cream is offering home delivery ice cream kits which is really cool. And it's free delivery too. So there's three kits you can choose from, right? There's a Sunday survival kit, three ice cream pints. You get a vanilla, chocolate, and salted caramel, four toppings, chocolate sauce, caramel sauce, Oreos, sprinkles. It serves about eight to 10 people. Then you have the root beer float kit. Sounds like right up your alley. You like root beer floats, don't you? I do. I love them. Yeah. So you get root beer floats, includes two vanilla ice cream pints, four cans of Sprecher root beer, and eight, I assume that's straws. Yeah, straws. So it's spelled here, draws. Oh, okay. Straws. (laughs) Uh, And they say, please provide your own drinking vessel. Well, that's obvious. And then yeah. <laughs> they, uh, they also have uh, ice cream sandwich kits. Includes two ice cream pints, vanilla mint chip, 12 cookies, a variety, snickerdoodle chocolate chips from Sugar and Flour Bakery. Uh-huh. Again, you can just go to their website. Um, uh, I really and- want this streak. I want you to get it for me. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you don't, you don't deliver any food to me. You don't do I know. Cookies. I know. It kind of works both ways, doesn't it? Yeah. No, it should. Not, not really. No, 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 not really. I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sweets you deliver. Like my food, you don't deliver. Like, you know, no. Yeah, like, here, I'm going to deliver you some chicken gizzards, Anne. Like, yeah. well, that's true. You know, but cookies, tamales, you know, tamales you could deliver. Yeah, I, I could. I'm just saying. 
But anyway, but yeah, Purple Door Ice Cream Home Delivery Ice Cream Kits. They also have yeah, other delivery options too. You can get some Malort ice cream delivered, four pints of Malort ice cream and other things you can get delivered to your home as well from uh, Purple Door. Have you, know, you had that Malort ice cream? Drink? No, not yet. No, I haven't. No? Okay. I haven't had a chance to pick it up. Um, next is Merriment Social is doing a Supper Shacks. So a lot, as you know, a lot of restaurants and places, uh, establishments are doing the greenhouse domes thing for the winter. Mm-hmm. Merriment Social is doing their version of it called Supper Shacks, which starts uh, today and through the remaining of the winter months. And uh, it's kind of the, they're basically trying to do this kind of Northwoods experience vibe uh, with these greenhouses. You can rent them up uh, for a group of uh, up to six people uh-huh. at a time, a lot of for 90 minutes. Uh, but they have a, a, a menu that goes along with these um, greenhouses. So there's three types of menus you you can get. They have a a date night package, which includes crab cake, shrimp cocktail, beef tenderloin, uh, cream spinach. They also have a supper club package made for four to six people, prime rib sliders, fried trees, curds with ranch, soft pretzels, smoked salmon, devon eggs. Uh, they also have a brunch package, which has two breakfast pizzas, uh, from Flower Child, which is, you know, Merriman Social's other kind of pizza's place. Mm-hmm. Avocado Toasties and Bottomless Bloodies and Mimosas and Cinnamon Rolls. So that's what Merriman Social's up to. Lots of yummy sounding stuff to have inside a supper shack, I have yeah. to say. Yeah. Well, that about does it for this week's edition of This Bites, Anne. Yeah. Uh, this Bites is edited by Kenny Perez. Handcrafted sign inspiration comes from the License Lab with support from... Society Insurance and your membership. Subscribe to this podcast at RadioMilwaukee.org slash ThisBites. Find us on iTunes, Spotify, NPR, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Remember, feedback's important, so please rate and review. And as always, Anne, stay hungry. And keep the Malord cold. And have a great weekend, Anne. You too. <laughs>